Hello, people of Earth, or wherever this is transmitting to, we truly have no idea who could be listening to this. Uh, this is Trivia Escape Pod. I am your host, Julius Orenson. And I'm Ross White. It's December 10th, 2019. We are still on the search for a hospitable planet. Will we ever find one, Julia? I don't know. We found one that kind of looked like Santa's Village the other day, but it turns out it was full of, like, uh non-hospitable aliens <laughs> today we've got questions for you on marvel comics we've got a subtract a letter movie round and all kinds of other good stuff coming so stick around for trivia escape pod This week's intro was Trivia Escape Pod theme by Amart KW. Thank you for sending that in. I that, like that one. That one's kind of my personal favorite so far. You know what's weird is it has mild sort of holiday undertones, and it is December. It, is, it does sound kind of jingly. Right? Mm -hmm. It does. I like it. Um, Jules, we've been in stasis for a really long time. It's December 10th. The last time we were out of stasis was like November like 15th or something. Yeah, I'm... Like Rachel said, it was to save power. I think she's just sick of us for a couple of weeks. I would believe that, but I also have to wonder if she's gotten up to some like terrible, terrible plan. Mm, I don't know. She might be like the space Grinch this month. Oh, <laughs> that would be so sad. Um, her mom sent me cranberry bread, and I thought that was the sweetest thing. Wait, like, did she ever. actually? That's awesome. that is actually true. <gasps> yes. Amazing. Yeah, she put it, it in a little rocket, and it. And it came and I had some cranberry bread and it was delicious. A and I am, package rocket. I, love I know. It. And I am on mic saying thank you, Christine, for the awesome cranberry bread. Rachel's mom, you're a godsend. I'm also saying that on mic because I have not yet written her a thank you note. Because <laughs> I am the worst. You but just I'm hope she listens to this and be like, cool, to, I'm off the hook. No, I'm going I'm gonna write her a thank you note and I'm gonna send her some dope ass Star Wars stickers. Ooh, yes. Because that's been my thing recently. I'm giving Star Wars stickers you to everybody. You do have so many. You had some cool stuff happening in in the past couple weeks, Jules. I did. Yeah. Oh, I must have. Yeah. Um. I heard. Um, I heard you were trying on some clothes. Oh yes, that. <laughs> uh, in in case you guys heard on a previous episode, I went to a uh, David's bridal and did not know I needed an appointment to try on any dresses. So I had to hang my head in shame as I left. But this weekend, I was victorious and actually got to try on dresses this time. I went to a different place that I had to, I called them like an hour before I left. I like, I want to triple check. I don't need an appointment, right? And they're like, yeah, yes, ma'am. Just please come in. You're fine. Um, but yeah, I felt pretty and we Skyped in my best friend from high school. I was with my mom and like uh, my best friend was on the phone on Skype with us. Oh my God, that's so cool that you Skyped her in. Oh yeah, she like cleared her whole afternoon just to like look at dresses with me. Oh my God, that's fantastic. <laughs> it was really funny. So was your mom like holding the phone and you would come out of the dressing room and it'd be like, kapow, reveal. Essentially, yeah. Okay. Um, wait, actually I think the phone might have been in the dressing with me and I would just like turn it around <laughs> while I was changing. <laughs> Cause like my my mom kept putting it at, like the worst angles. Like she she wouldn't notice if the camera wasn't on me. She and like, Madison would have been looking at the wall for like ten minutes, and then I would notice like mom 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 turn the phone to me please. <laughs> Madison is only looking at a wall. <laughs> hey, check it out, Julia. It looks like we've got something on radar. 
Oh, well, ho, ho, ho. Who do we have here? Looks like we have another escape pod. Let's uh, perform the docking maneuver. I will analyze the passenger manifest. Opening the Christmas airlock. It sounds like the same airlock we always use. But Christmas. (laughs) Our guest today is the co-host of Why Am I Watching This, a podcast on the But Why Though podcast network. She's a writer and critic. Please welcome Lizzie Garcia. Hello. Hello, Miss Lizzie. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Lizzie, we feel really pumped because uh, just a day or two ago, you got in a rocket and left Earth. I did. But I'm noticing now that you are in a one-person escape pod, and I'm guessing you were on a crude uh, a crude rocket. So why in just two days did you have to separate from your rocket and float solo in space? Um, I got really tired of the internet, so I just was like, I'm done. No, what... What part of the internet? Did you just see a cute puppy video and you're like, nope, that's it. I'm done. The earth can't beat this. Goodbye. Um, I think I I mostly just I, I I think I just saw a really stupid hot take and I was like, I gotta I gotta go. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the planet. I'm over it. <laughs> uh so I did. And I'm really I'm loving it up here. I I don't have phone signal it's so great (laughs) it is really relaxing when telemarketers cannot get you in space i don't get the the thing where it's like potential scam because sometimes now i get calls and it just says potential scam (laughs) which i guess thank you ftc for finally doing your job on that i have actually put julia in my phone as potential scam so anytime julia calls me i just get potential scam. do you think that's what it was were you <laughs> trying to might have been yeah julia. it, it might have been me reaching oh, out just, just so hoping sorry. someone could answer i'm so sorry <laughs> i just assumed i was just dialing random numbers hoping someone else was out here in space and look lo and behold we and found you it, it, i am here <laughs> i gotta admit i got scammed this week what happened i did i got an email from someone i work with saying are you available and i like emailed back really quickly and i said um i'm i'm walking down to a trivia show actually um so call me instead of uh emailing me and they wrote back and said oh i'm in a meeting right now i need you to do me a favor and i was like this is a scam so Uh... i looked so i looked and i was like yeah that's not the that's not the real address but then i was like i responded to a scammer But, you know, you just see the name. If you're on your phone, you just see the name pop up and not the email address. And the the name was the name of my colleague. Wow, that's really specific. I don't think I've heard of that specific of a scam. Yeah. I usually I've gotten ones where it looks like my boss's name and it'll be like, I need you to buy eight Amazon gift cards from the work credit card. Apparently, that's what they were doing with my colleague uh, because she emailed out everybody in our department and was like, so guess what? They're going to ask you for some iTunes gift cards. I would not need that in a meeting. And I'm thinking, which of my colleagues would think that you did need that while you were in a meeting? Yeah. Did anyone actually fall for it? I hope not. (laughs) But I don't want to proclaim too loudly that you know nobody would be that stupid because like this i do work in an english department no i mean (laughs) i kid i kid um no i i doubt anybody fell for that one but still it's like the that behavior is getting so much more that's scarily specific yeah yeah Mm. so another reason not to have cell phone service or internet in space (laughs) um 
So I, I've got to ask, uh, you are wearing a Rebel Alliance yeah. shirt today. Uh, I listened to your most recent episode. You guys were talking <laughs> a little bit about Clone Wars. Uh, are you getting pumped for some new Star Wars? I think my co-host is probably far more pumped for me. I, I am seeing it opening night. I already have tickets. I'll actually be in Philly, and I'm seeing it with a friend in Philly. Cool. Um, but I'm excited. I think my co-host, who actually also does a Star Wars podcast, is far more excited than me. Um, but I do like Star Wars. I always make the joke, though, that the reason I'm a rebel is because I like banking regulations. <laughs> so like, people will be like, oh, are you more like Jedi or are you more Sith? And I'm like, no, I'm very Jedi because I just don't think Glass-Steagall should have been repealed. <laughs> and then they'll just like stare at me, very confused. So like, all of those... Like parodied political scenes of how that just takes forever to like hold a meeting yeah. that's your shit uh the my favorite part of the prequels is the really dumb politics yes that's my favorite part of star wars <laughs> the stupid politics i'm over here laughing because your rant on this on your most recent episode <laughs> of your podcast is hilarious oh my god it's fantastic <laughs> Oh, Lord. But we're not going to let you do that rant okay. again because our listeners should go check out yes. your podcast. Talk a little bit about it. Uh, Why Am I Watching This is a comedy podcast where my host, Ash, and I make each other watch things that the other has not seen. It's more or less a game of chicken to see who breaks first. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought Catfish was going to break her because <laughs> MTV Catfish was pretty bad. She hated that. That's um, that's the show where people literally just get catfished, right? Right. I made her watch the one where somebody thought, uh, it's not Little Romeo, it's the other one. Little Bow Wow was catfishing them. Uh, um, yeah, she she didn't love that. Uh, but I I also, I do the notes for it, and I more or less review, in quotation marks, <laughs> review these pieces of media, mm -hmm. like those clickbait YouTube channels where they find plot holes that aren't real and really stupid. And an example, which you should listen to our last episode, was I said that Jabba the Hutt's son can't have a fever because he's a slug. And I literally spent about an hour finding and I had to find an old EBSCO password that still worked and then I found research on slugs immune systems to determine if they could actually get fevers but nobody should review movies like that which is completely the point um I'm thriving over that <laughs> so so yes uh also previously we did the Haunted Mansion movie which mm -hmm. Haunted Mansion is my favorite ride mm -hmm. in Disneyland Disney World and Disneyland Paris, which there it's Phantom Manor. But that's beside the point. Um, and I about had an emotional breakdown over the fact that they have a graveyard and it takes place in New Orleans. Hmm. You can't have a graveyard in New Orleans. Yeah, because it's sea level, isn't it? Right. The, the, the bodies will literally rise. The dead will rise. <laughs> so, so yes, if, if you would like to enjoy watching two people have meltdowns, our next episode, which should be out um, probably when this is out, is actually because we're doing Christmas themed, mm -hmm. and I picked is on Die Hard. Good. Ah, my one of my favorite movies <laughs> ever. One of the few so. movies that I will watch every Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. So your co-host Ash uh, has has tortured you a few times. She has. Uh, has she changed your life for the positive? With uh, has there been one episode where you thought, 
I'm still thinking about that and I loved it and I'm happy now. Um, I think the the one thing that we gave, I think it was after Haunted Mansion because we watched two horrible, horrible things in a row was the Goosebumps 2015 movie. We were both like, this is actually very good. Is that the one with Jack Black? Yes, it's very <laughs> good. Like we had, we were like, I'm sorry, this is such a bad episode. We love this movie. So it, yeah, that was one of the ones where I was like, I would buy this movie. Like I would own it. But other than other than that, it's usually like garbage. <laughs> good. Which, which makes for a good listen. Yeah. Well, Lizzie, here are the rules. Okay. We've got a, a pen and paper over there for you. We're going to ask you some trivia questions and our intelligence scanners will give you points for each answer that you get right. But our AI has developed a sense of humor. And in addition to correct answers, it will give answer give points for answers that are so wrong that they make us laugh. We'll ask all the questions for a round. We'll give our listeners a little time to think along with you. And then we'll check back in with you and see how you did. Okay. You ready? Yes. You belted in? Yes. Let's do this. Question number one. A wind in the door is a follow-up to which classic book by Madeline Langle? That last name sounds like you're like trying to talk with your mouth full. Well, it's French and I can't pronounce anything French Ever. I, I don't blame you because I can't either. Madeline Langle. Is it? Langle? Is that what you said? L apostrophe E-N-G-L-E. I mean, it, I can tell be like you. Lange or something. Lange. <laughs> Langle. That's an interesting one. <laughs> it, it, it Repeat it. That's Well, okay. So that's how my elementary school librarian pronounced her last name. Madeline Langle. L apostrophe E-N-G-L-E. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, going on to number two before we get lost in French semantics. Uh, this is a four-part question, so it has two A, B, C, and D. I will name a brand, and you got to tell me what their mascot is. Okay. So two A, Pillsbury. And and if you can give us the proper name, you're going to get some extra points. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we love proper <laughs> names. Two uh, B, Cheetos. Two C, Geico. And 2D, Frosted Flakes. And uh, we are going to need that mascot's middle name as well as first and last name. <laughs> I think Ross is laughing on my confused face because yeah. I was just genuinely, what? Lizzie, number three is a three-part question. So we're going to give you parts A, B, and C. The answers to the following clues here are all going to be 16 letter words. So 10 cent words. <laughs> 3A, a set of doctors who treat diseases of the system that produces hormones. 3B, an adjective describing evidence that is not able to be denied or disputed. And 3C, when you have made the sound of a word incorrectly. And I, I should note that this is not 16 letters. I'm sorry? That's just making the sound of the word incorrectly, but it's not 16 letters. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I understand now. Yeah. I thought Spock was just channeling through you. Spock has not come up from below decks yet. Probably because he's trying to possess you from wherever he is now. I hate that demon cat. He is always trying with the possession. 
He's getting better at it, which is the scary part. I know. Like for like 12 minutes the other day, I was just licking myself. Yeah, and like not in any sensitive areas, uh, <laughs> listeners. This is not that kind of podcast. <laughs> yeah, I looked over at him the other day, and his eyes were just like nothing. Like the pupils were just gone. I was like, okay, that checks. That may actually be. Uh, oh wait, my eyes. I thought you meant Spock's I eyes. Meant Spock's. Were, oh yeah, no, that's just because he's vacant inside. <laughs> uh, number four. What has twenty-two bones, including the sphenoid, at its base? Did I say that right? I don't Sphenoid? Sphenoid. S-P-H-E-N-O-I-D. I would have said sphenoid, sphenoid? but you, you're probably right. But I think between the two of us, we could not pronounce our way out of a paper bag. Absolutely not. Oh, Lord. That... This is why I study psychology and not bio, because I could pronounce <laughs> half the shit. Yeah, I'm a poet. I should know some words. But no. <laughs> Lizzie, question number five. Which president signed the order creating the Secret Service... And what other momentous event happened to that same president on the same day? It's just a twofer for this dude. Mm. It's not a great twofer. <laughs> and number six, name these Walking Dead characters. And when in doubt, we were referring to the TV show, um, The Walking Dead. 6A, the main character for the first nine seasons... 6B, the leader of the saviors who forces survivors to pay him tribute. 6C, the katana-wielding woman with a mysterious past. And 6D, the temperamental tracker who becomes the main character in season nine and wasn't in the comic books. Julia, I gave up on The Walking Dead. I finally did. I really liked it. I loved the comics for the first hundred issues. Mm -hmm. I was really into the TV show for a while, but I just can't with that anymore. I truthfully quit in season one. Oh, wow. Um, I like the video game, though. The Walking Dead video game is quality. Oh, the Telltale Games mm -hmm. one? I like that. That is a very good. I was very sad when Telltale went under. I, I, oh, so they don't exist anymore. No, they they were okay. terrible working that conditions. Was a whole... and shamble really thing. like because i was wondering the other day why i don't see them make stuff anymore i guess so i was just not noticing skybound entertainment finished the final episode of the walking dead mm -hmm. which skybound entertainment is owned by robert kirkman who created the comic mm -hmm. um and basically what happened is telltale did not inform their workers that things they knew it was bad but telltale's upper management didn't tell them how bad so one day they were just like, okay, we're done. And they had no severance. They had no what? anything. And Telltale's work was mostly in San Francisco. And if you know anything about San Francisco. It's expensive. To just not have a job one day, to not have any severance, any mm -hmm. like anything. Holy shit. It's that's really insane. Bad. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to make an admission about the Telltale game though. Yeah. So you, I think you play from the perspective of Lee. Yes. Right. For the first in the first episode. one in the first episode. Well, that's as far as I got because there's a scene at a farm where a zombie attacks Lee on a tractor. Yes. And all you have to do is press A a few times, and y'all, my hand-eye coordination is so bad. Oh no! I couldn't get past it. I just kept dying right there. I apparently I cannot press A fast oh, enough. No. That's I so mean, sad. that's a problem for a lot of people just as somebody who not or is kind of like in the realm of game accessibility just because i have 
pretty severe. I mean, I've only had this cup of coffee and I shake all the time. So that's just a constant issue for me. Mm -hmm. So you are not the only person who cannot press A fast enough. I uh, promise you. Well, that makes me feel better. That makes you because I really want. I was like, this game seems easy enough, and I heard it has a great story, and I never got to experience it. <laughs> I was very sad. Uh, all right, Ross. So we're just gonna play a bunch of story games, and if it has quick time events, I'll just take the controller and I'll do whatever decisions you want. I would love that. Uh, if we play Until Dawn or Man of Medan, I, made, I want that. I made somebody do that for Until Dawn because mm -hmm. there are parts where you have to stay still, and the yes. controller didn't recognize I was staying still because I shake so yeah, much. Yeah, it's like stupid sensitive in that game, but it's very entertaining. And I was like, I'm staying still. And you can't put it down because the controller vibrates and it will recognize that as shaking. So my shake plus the controller shake, and it was like, you're moving all around. This person is dead. <laughs> And I was like, that's, I call unfair. Uh, as as uh, one more motion before we reveal the answers to round one. I want, Motion granted. I want Katana Wielding Woman with Mysterious Past to be my Tinder bio. If I ever make a Tinder, that's going to be uh, it. If you ever make a Tinder, Ryan's got some problems. <laughs> I mean, like a prank Tinder, like a catfish Tinder. Oh, okay. <laughs> to, to try to get Lil Bow Wow. Yes, yes. Lil right. Bow Wow, I am coming for you. Yeah. Um, on that note, you ready to go over your answers with round one and see how you did? We're going to try. All right, let's do it. Uh, Ross, you want to take number one? Number one. I don't trust myself with that last name. <laughs> I don't either. A wind in the door. Seriously, though, that is how my elementary school librarian said her last name. A wind in the door is a follow-up to which classic book by Madeline LaEngle? Hurricane in the Walls. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so close. A Wrinkle in Time was the correct answer. <laughs> Hurricane in the Walls, I think, was third in the trilogy. <laughs> you look so pleased. Like, eh? Eh? <laughs> Number two, uh, I told you a brand. You had to tell me their mascot. Two uh, A was Pillsbury, uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, Th that is who it is. His his full name is Poppin' Fresh. That is his proper name. Poppin' Fresh is that his rap name? That is well, yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, look out for his new collab with Little Bow Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Little Bow Wow. He actually he, he did catfish a... Little Bow Wow to get him. A record on, label, yeah. Right, on the mixtape. <laughs> oh, yeah, on the track. To put on it on his SoundCloud. He, he has this great uh, single with Master P where Master P's like, oh, and he's like, hee. It's great. It's a good single. Uh, 2B, uh, Cheetos. Uh, Chester Cheeto. Correct. My homeboy. Um, 2C, Geico. It's the Geico lizard. I don't know his name. Uh, what, what else can be a reptile like that that's not a lizard? The Geico. What oh. sounds like Geico? Gecko. There you He's go. not a lizard. That oh my is gosh. Correct. I'm sorry, Mr. Geico boy. <laughs> Geico boy. <laughs> Mr. Geico boy. That is uh, his proper name. Yes. Mr. Geico boy. And uh, 2D, Frosted Flakes. Uh, Tony S. Tiger. It is Tony the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> you said there was a middle name, I so I put one. The, the is the middle name. Oh, that was the worst. I think you got full He's credit for that one. He's voiced by Thorn Ravencroft, who's in the Haunted Mansion. Wait, really? Yeah. That <gasps> is a surprisingly specific piece of trivia. That's awesome. Number three, the answers to the following clues are 16-letter words. 3A, a set of doctors who treat diseases of the system that produces hormones. Endocrinologist. That is correct for nice. 50 points. Two, I'm sorry, 3B, an adjective describing evidence that is not able to be denied or disputed. Indisputable. Is that 16 letters? I have no idea. I don't think We've so. We've got incontrovertible. I think that's probably 16 letters. 
That's what the dictionary told me. And 3C, when you have made the sound of a word incorrectly. And it sounds um, like this. Uh, the word uh, but with like uh, three G's and then 12 H's. I'm sorry, because you've left out the... Oh, then the U. That's 16 letters. That's great. Uh, that is correct. Yes. Uh, also, mis- mispronunciation. Okay. We would have accepted that one. Also, in my, my mathy brain, indisputable has 12 letters. Okay. I definitely didn't need to write it out very carefully and count each letter. No, of course not. <laughs> no, you spelled it in your head. The only reason I got endocrinologist right is because of my thyroid disease. So shout out to you, thyroid. <laughs> Thanks. Yay, hooray, thyroid. Thank you. Number four. What has 22 bones, including the sphenoid at its base? Sven the reindeer from uh, Frozen (laughs) with his sphenoid. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You have a reindeer uh, that has 22 bones. Uh, No, we're looking for your skull. Okay. Uh, Sven and my skull are the same. Wait, so does that include all your teeth? Our teeth? I don't think teeth are bones, are they? Yeah, teeth are bones, aren't they? Are they? Bone, no, bones aren't made of cartilage. enamel. Wait, what? No, they're not cartilage. They're enamel. Is enamel bones? Is enamel cartilage? Y'all, I'm. I feel so stupid. Um, nope, they're not bones. I'm dumb. They are made of pulp, dentin, enamel, and cementum. So not cartilage. So I was no. wrong. We are both very wrong. I think I was more wrong than you. Because why would they be bones? Lizzie, question number five. Which president signed the order creating the Secret Service? I thought it was FDR, but then I don't know what the thing that happened. So I put died and then question mark. But I think that's wrong. Well, so the correct answer there is Lincoln. But if you can tell us what other momentous event happened to Lincoln on the same day, you'll get 50 points. Oh, I think he went to the theater. He did go to the theater on that day. Yeah, okay. a delightful show. So yeah, on the day he signed the Secret Service into I law. Mean, I think that show was probably a blast for him. Oh, boo. Wait, is it too soon? <laughs> it's too soon for John it's, Wilkes Booth it jokes? Is, yeah, too soon. Okay. Too soon, yeah. <laughs> That's correct, though, and you got 100 points. Uh, I'm sorry, 50 <laughs> points on that. And number six, name these Walking Dead characters. We're referring to the TV show When in Doubt. 6A, the main character for the first nine seasons? Rick Grimes, who's played by Andrew Lincoln. Who also plays the guy in Love Actually, who's like, <laughs> let me go to my best friend's wife uh, and hold up cards like I'm in an NXS or a Bob Dylan video. Oh my God, that is him, isn't yeah. it? That is him. I don't think I ever clicked that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 6B, uh, the leader of the saviors who forces survivors to pay him tribute. Um, I don't know if this is right, but John Winchester with the baseball bat. Mm-mm. We were looking for Negan. That is Negan, John Winchester. Oh, I don't, I don't know the show. Yeah, fifty points for. Le- I, don't, I don't actually. I didn't. Negan make Negan played either. John Winchester in Supernatural, but I couldn't remember the name <laughs> Negan, oh. and I kept writing Nixon, and I was like, it's Nixon. not Nixon. <laughs> yeah, Nixon had a great cameo in that show, you guys. Six <laughs> C, the katana wielding woman with the mysterious past. Michonne. That is correct. Or Julia on Tinder. We or also would have taken that for 50 points. On my catfish Tinder where I get little bow wow. Um, and finally, 6D, the temperamental tracker who becomes the main character in season nine and wasn't in the comic books. Uh, Daryl Dixon, also known as Sam Porter in Hideo Kojima's uh, Death Stranding. Excellent. Yeah. 
You came prepared. I did. Indeed. How is Lizzie doing after one round, after, according to our AI? After one round, the AI is flashing up a nice ripe 500. Ooh, right. Not bad at all. Lizzie, round two today is a Marvel round. Okay. So let's jump right in. Question number one. Who was the highest paid actor in the 2008 movie Iron Man? The film that launched it all for the MCU. Yeah, the real OG. That was a great movie. I liked it a lot. It really was. And who would have thought back in 2008 that they'd be like taking, let's be honest, the most B-list of B-list Marvel superheroes and making a hell of a movie. They had to. They didn't own anybody (laughs) (laughs) A-list. They sold them. Accurate. Uh, Number two, the Flurkin is an alien race that takes the form of what animal in Captain Marvel? So it's too soon for Abraham Lincoln jokes, but not too soon for Captain Marvel spoilers. Just Okay, I'm Correct. just... Yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get that hierarchy of soonness. But you were the only one who decided it was too soon for <laughs> Abraham Lincoln jokes. Good call, good call. So you're the one who's made this list. No one else here. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make it awkward, Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. I'll name an actor. You tell me who they portray in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's a four-part question. 3A is Gwyneth Paltrow. 3B is Evangeline Lilly. 3C is Haley Atwell. And 3D... Zendaya. So tell me the names of the characters that they not just portray, but inhabit in the MCU. Good way to put it. Yeah. Ross, do you have a favorite Avenger or anyone in the MCU? Um, hmm. I, you know what? I, I think I'm going to have to go, uh, I'm going to hold off on answering this till a little bit later because I'm looking at the questions the until I'm looking at the questions coming up. Yeah, That's yeah. a good call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could be a hint. All right. I will take that to move on to number four. So I'll give you a nickname and you tell me the Marvel character whose nickname it is. Uh, 4A, Trash Panda. Also my Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> so many great Tinder. That's, that's, my, that's my Finsta. <laughs> my Finsta. Uh, 4B, Point Break, 4C, The Other Guy, and 4D, Shellhead. You know how like in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the running gag is title of your sex tape? I I think mine is just Tinder bio. Fair enough. (laughs) Do you have a nickname? Do you, you, does like your mom have a nickname for you, Jules? My mom, not so much, but my dad called me Tink because I freaking loved Tinkerbell. Oh, Tink. Yeah, like I had this Tinkerbell costume when I was like four and I just refused to ever take it off and I would just wear a Tinkerbell dress everywhere. Oh my God, we're going to put <laughs> pictures of that in the show notes. If no. I can find one. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, Lizzie, any fantastic nicknames? Um, There was a kid in fourth grade who kept calling me Lasagna. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess he got... From Elizabeth and Lizzie, he got lasagna. Other than that, no. Did he <laughs> Did he think he was saying Lizzie and mispronouncing it? Or was no, he, he li- purposely was just calling me lasagna. Okay. 
Yeah. Boys are weird. They're very strange. It's, it's true. Um, <laughs> number five, which of the following is not a show that Marvel has produced? So I'm going to list, rattle off a bunch of names, and you tell me which one is not a show that Marvel has done. Runaways, Hero Project, Cloak and Dagger, Doom Patrol, or Iron Fist. I don't think I know any of those shows. Um, number six. So I will name a villain and you name me the Marvel movie that they were in. And if it is a sequel, you have to give us the exact title. Okay. Uh, 6A, Killmonger. 6B, Ego. 6C, Yellow Jacket. 6D, Dormammu. And 6E, The Vulture. There have been some pretty darn good villains in the MCU. They do have very good villains, except isn't the only female on Hela? Isn't Hela the only female villain? Is she the only female villain so. this far? Yeah. They keep kind of like killing their villains, though, or like disposing of them so they can't really come back, mm -hmm. which kind of bothers me. So I would say, uh, I guess Nebula's more anti-hero in well, Guardians like, of the Galaxy. Yeah, she's on the Guardians now. Well, yeah, now she is. I love Nebula. But she's she's sketchy in the first film. Oh, yeah. I would say. But I wouldn't describe her as like a villain. Uh, that's probably true. Because I guess the big bad was Ronan the Accuser, was he? Yes. yes. Like, I would say there's a difference between an antagonist and a villain. Nebula is okay. more of an antagonist. Yeah, that's fair. And Nebula wasn't working really for Ronan. She was working for Thanos. Mm-hmm. Who, so, Who's not villainous at all. No. No, he's yeah. a teddy bear. Yes. Yeah totally right so i watched goonies for the first wrong. time i had never seen goonies before which is a great film it was a great film i liked it a lot it was very entertaining um but my friend paused it on the screen when it showed the older brother and he was like hey you know who that is i'm like no who and she's like that's fucking thanos <laughs> what <laughs> josh brolin is in goonies he's the older brother Get yeah out. yeah i, I gotta go rewatch it <laughs> lizzie question number seven name the only performer who made appearances in all of the following iron man Ant-Man, Thor the Dark World, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and Captain Marvel. Only one performer was in all of those films. Who was it? Me. It was Julia's Tender bio, which mm -hmm. showed up on a phone in every one <laughs> every of those movies. Of like if you just, I'm like the pineapple in Psych. If you look hard enough, you can find me in every movie. Uh, you're like Superman in Seinfeld. What? I, isn't there a Superman yes, visible a in every Superman episode? Yes, there's a Superman reference in every episode I of have never seen Seinfeld, admittedly, but that sounds great. Yeah, it's pretty wonderful. Are we ready to go over our answers, Ross? Let's do it. Lizzie, number one, who was the highest paid actor in the 2008 film Iron Man? I'm going to go with RDJ. Unfortunately, no, because at the time... He wasn't very big. Yeah, well, he was he was troubled. He was troubled. He was troubled. And Terrence Howard had just won an Oscar for Hustle and Flow. He was the highest paid actor in Iron Man. Did did he ask for more money and that's why we replaced him? That's why they got Don Cheadle. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, is that why? That's why. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's kind of a serendipity, though. 
For Don Cheadle, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like Don Cheadle better. I kind of like Don Cheadle better, too. Me too. Although, I just rewatched, when I got Disney+, Plus, I rewatched Iron Man first thing. I was like, I'm going to romp through these films in order. And Terrence Howard is really good in Iron Man. Oh, he's not bad. I just, I think Don Cheadle's energy in the later films with, like, all of the cast yeah, I think he meshes better so, on a whole. Yeah, he's kind of wonderful. Once we get into Avengers territory, yeah. it's true. And I don't know if Terrence Howard could could have that chemistry. He's maybe not as lovable. Although, I if I recall correctly, he sort of lobbied to help get RDJ onto the film. Interesting. And then RDJ has made a bazillion dollars, oh, and yes. I'm sure Terrence Howard is like, "Thanks, bro." <laughs> And I got shit canned for an extra three million, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, number two, the Flurkin is an alien race that takes the form of what animal in Captain Marvel? A domesticated cat. Specifically a domesticated cat, yes. We also would have taken Goose, because that's his name. Well, that's just one Flurkin. Yeah, that's true. true. Number three, I'll name an actor. You tell me who they portray in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 3A, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, Pepper Potts, also Rescue and Endgame. Nicely done. That is 50 points. 3B, Evangeline Lilly. I am blanking on actual name, but Wasp. That's correct. Hope Van Dyne or the Wasp. There we go. 3C, Haley Atwell. Uh, Peggy Carter or Agent Carter. Yes. Or I think Agent, was she Agent 13? Is that right? No. No. Agent 13 is Sharon Carter. That's right. That's her niece. Good call. And 3D, Zendaya. Uh, Michelle Jones or MJ? Uh, MJ, yes, that is correct. All right. Number four. I'll give you a nickname. You tell me the Marvel character whose nickname it is. 4A, Trash Panda. Rocket Raccoon. And that is my favorite character (laughs) in the MCU. I love Rocket. Rocket is the best. You were sitting on your seat waiting for that. I was. Uh. 4B, Point Break, Thor. Mm-hmm. 4C, the other guy. Uh, I think that's Bucky. Mm, no, that one is Hulk, actually. Is it? Okay. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo is oh, like, oh, you want the other guy. The other guy. Yeah. And then 4D, Shellhead. I didn't know this, so I improvised and said, Namor. <laughs> <laughs> when is he going to be in the MCU? Um, I'm hoping Black Panther 2. That would be awesome. Because that would make sense. Well, so they couldn't use him for a while because he was a mutant, right? Well, they can't use him because Universal no. still has, I believe, the rights to him. Um, I don't know how that's being rectified. But do you want to know how Universal is using him? They're, sure. they're going to make a movie called The Tranch. Um, so in the theme parks, Universal uses Namor. Because at their Marvel superhero island, he has a beautiful, like, mural over the bathrooms. That is so humiliating. <laughs> He's a prince, goddammit. It's maybe my favorite thing on the planet. <laughs> is that Namor is, has been demoted to just showing <laughs> the bathroom where attendant. the bathroom is. Okay, but also I love the Marvel Island area of Universal. Oh, it's my favorite. It's so good. It's so bad. It's great. Uh, you can press random buttons on what looks like, you know, at like colleges, they'll have like emergency call buttons. Like the blue light thing? Right. Yeah. They have those on Marvel Island and you press them and then it just sets off this audio cue where Nick Fury yells about like MODOK attacking. Ah! <laughs> 
And it's fantastic. <laughs> and it's like, why? And then they have characters where you can meet like the X-Men who only wear costumes from the 90s. And then you can also meet Spider-Man. But then when it's time for them to go take their break inside, they leave via four wheelers. <laughs> <laughs> reasons that are beyond me and then there's universal attendants who have to get people out of the road so the x-men and spider-man and also captain america can leave via their four-wheeler uh i think they use a four-wheeler because modok can't catch up with it right on his tiny little stubby right. legs when he's running after him. right itty bitty legs um let's move on to number five wait, wait, could... did, we, did we reveal who shellhead is no oh iron man <laughs> iron, okay uh number five which of the following is not a show that marvel has produced runaways hero project cloak and dagger doom patrol or iron fist doom patrol correct number six i'll name a villain you tell me the marvel movie they were in if it's a sequel you have to give the exact title 6a is killmonger Black Panther. Correct. 6B is Ego. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That is correct. 6C, Yellow Jacket. Ant-Man. Correct. 6D, Dormammu. Or, is it Dormammu or Dormammu? I think the second one. Dormammu, okay. Doctor Strange. That is correct. And 6, I like that uh, we're asking for clarification. Our guest, <laughs> who is just now hearing the question, is like, oh, no, I got you. <laughs> and 6E, The Vulture. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. That is correct. 250 points on that one question. All right. And then lastly, name the only performer who has made appearances in all the following. Iron Man, Ant-Man, Thor the Dark World, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and Captain Marvel. I believe it's Stanley. That is correct. It is Stanley. Wow. Lizzie, you crushed that round, and we're about to yeah. find out how you were doing after two rounds. I'll remind you that 1,000 points today is going to get us into another quadrant of space and hopefully closer to a hospitable planet. Julia, what is the AI telling you that Lizzie's got? Ross, we're going far and large because we have 1,200 points docked so far. Woot, woot, woot. I feel qualified for my job as curating the comic section of But Why Though Podcast.com. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. I feel very qualified. <laughs> well, Lizzie, we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we've got more questions for you Woo. on Trivia Escape Pod. And we are back with more Trivia Escape Pod. And guys, if you like the show, channel your inner Christmas spirit and help us out by leaving us a review or telling a friend to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or just go to TriviaEscapePod.com. Every time you refer a friend to the podcast, you are helping us to ensure that we can continue to bring you great content. And if you are so moved, drop us a review wherever you review podcasts because we're sure that that is how we got into somebody's algorithm and became one of the most popular hobbies podcasts in Sweden. I thought we were games in Sweden. Or did we oh, were we hobbies? games? We were games in Sweden. We were games in Sweden. Okay, maybe we were hobbies somewhere else. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, maybe in like Nigeria or something. Maybe so. <laughs> Lizzie. Yes. You are crushing this. Thank you. You are entirely too good. If we can get to 2,000 points. Oh, no. 
that could propel us to a quadrant of space that has a cookout and we love cookout. I do, I do yes. love cookout. We love using Rebecca Knight's strategy. Rebecca was on the podcast in episode <laughs> five and her strategy is to order the quesadilla meal with quesadillas as the side items. So you end up with four quesadillas. Yes, that's pretty brilliant. It's it's a hot tip for Ross, those people who go to cookout. Ross did attempt to request a quesadilla as his drink. It did not it work did, out. Okay. No. Uh, unfortunately, they did give it to me. They just ground it up and put it in a milkshake, and that was vile. Okay, so quesadilla milkshake does not work. It um, is I a did no-go. eat the rest of it though because I have no boundaries with food. Right. <laughs> I have had not at cookout, but I have had um, hot sauce ice cream from the Tabasco factory in New Iberia. It was delicious. I've heard that's actually kind of good. It's delicious. I also love hot sauce. I have um, been to that factory, actually. I Well, my family is from like New Orleans and Homa, so New Iberia is not far. New Iberia is an island, and the only thing on it is the Tabasco factory. But yeah, so I've had some strange things. I also, in college, someone dared me to take a shot of hot sauce, and I did it, and I was fine, and they mm-hmm. were very confused. And I was like, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> what else you got for me? <laughs> what else, boys? <laughs> one of the one of the great stories repeated in my family quite often is the time we were at a Chinese restaurant. I was maybe like seven or eight, and my dad pointed to a, a pepper that came with his meal that he had pushed to the side and he said i'll give you three dollars to eat that and i was like three dollars hell yeah i can buy some comic books with this and i just grabbed he's like wait wait no and i had already grabbed it and was chomping down and apparently i drank my water i drank my sister's water my father's water my mother's water some water from the flowers on the table i was asking other people in the restaurant for their water And um, Child is parched. So that was uh, that was like thirty eight years ago, somewhere in there. <laughs> and if you mention to this, mention this to my father to this day, his response will be, "I'm going to hell for that." <laughs> <laughs> He's convinced that like there's no way he can go to heaven because of that one. Hell event. is still not as hot as that pepper. Oh I my got, god! I got those three dollars. I was like that kid in um oh, whatever the. Uh, better off dead where I was like I want my three (laughs) dollars Lizzie our next round is a movie round and our AI is torturous because what it has done is it has taken a number of familiar movies it has subtracted one letter from the movie title and written a brand new plot now, you may hear shades of the familiar movie whose title has been altered, but this is a brand new plot, and our AI is currently flashing up in front of us solid hits. So, I mean, it's going to take these to Hollywood fairly soon. I'm going to give you an example. Let's see if you uh, let's see if you can tell us the name of the AI's movie, which is a famous movie with one letter subtracted from the title. Here is the plot the AI has written. In the near future, a weary mutant cares for an ailing Professor X because he has borrowed too much money. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Loan. That is correct. Yeah. It, yeah, Logan without the G. And that is how this is going to work. We've got 10 of these oh, things. No. <laughs> oh, goodness. So uh, get ready. Here's number one. Oh, Lord. 
Okay. First off, I'm just going to go ahead and say, if you've seen the original movie, shame on you. But uh, it would be really great fodder for you and Ash at some point in the future. If if it's a bad movie, let me know. We can add it to the to-do list. Okay. So Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit is in love with an evil demon. That's the plot to number one. And it's not catfish. And it's not catfish. (gasps) And you're scribbling like maybe you've seen that terrible (laughs) movie. Oh, Lizzie, is it true? Did you watch it on your podcast? I have not made Ash watch it. I don't quite remember the name of it, but I have seen it. (laughs) And I actually saw it, um, I think, when I was like 14 at this really rich girl's house in her private movie theater in her very rich house and i remember thinking of all the movies we could watch in this very fancy rich theater <laughs> this girl picked this <laughs> the the, uh, the origin story of why am i watching this we're gonna give our listeners some time to think about that here is number two uh dissatisfied with his job bill murray decides to join the army for a bit of fun and ends up working as a dancer in an adult club that may be a movie older than you are, Lizzie. <laughs> it's so. really possible. Number three. When a shopping mall is taken over by a gang of organized crooks, a man who is thoroughly a member of the police force must stop them. I mean thoroughly. Through and through, a mm. member of the police force. Mm-hmm. Number four, after being kicked out of the Playboy Mansion, a woman joins a sorority and installs a flexible tube for conveying liquid. I have to admit, the original on this one, I love it. I love it. It's this so movie. good. Like, um, it's one of my go-tos. It is, it's one of mine, too. I Yeah. <laughs> Number five. Literature student Anastasia Steele's life changes forever when she meets a handsome yet tormented scavenger left by her parents on Jakku. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the gears just click. (laughs) (laughs) To figure out what. Okay, there it is. All right. Uh, number six, a bounty hunter and his prisoner find shelter in a cabin currently inhabited by more than seven nefarious characters wearing things on their heads. More than seven, eh? That must be germane. (laughs) All right. Uh, Lizzie, number seven is, this is terrible. This is the worst one of the bunch. I feel confident. During World War II... The English mathematical genius Alan Turing gets a fake leg. <laughs> I forgot the name of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, this, this might be one of the AI's masterpieces. Um, were there like a bunch of Alan Turing movies like in a short period? Was it, or is I'm that just, just aware of this one. I'm just, okay. aware, I'm just aware of the one with Keira Knightley. Is that this one? I think so. Okay. And Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But wasn't 
Oh, no, never mind. I'm thinking of something totally. I was thinking of an Eddie Redmayne movie, but I'm like, no, that's the theory of everything. That's not about yeah. Alan Turing. That's about Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Hawking. The Eddie Redmayne movie, Jupiter Ascending, which came out the yeah, same that's exactly year what I was thinking. as, what was it, Dutchman's Girl, which he won the Oscar for? Oh, um. Or the Eddie Redmayne film, Fantastic Beasts. But was, he should have won the Oscar for Jupiter's Ascending oh, instead yeah, of the one where he played a trans woman. Yes. Because in Jupiter's Ascending, he sounds like he had to act through a sinus, a deep sinus infection. And that's really impressive that mm. he was able to do that. I have to admit, every time I see Jupiter Ascending, I get I conflate it. And there's no reason for this because they're not the same movie. But I conflate it with um, John Carter. <laughs> like... <laughs> John, John Carter is on why am I watching this is to-do list because we also watched Prince of Persia, which is oh God. we called Prince of White. <laughs> um, <laughs> our first episode is Jupiter Ascending. And when we first created the podcast, Ash was like, oh, this will be fun. And I picked the first week and Ash goes, oh, never mind. <laughs> this podcast will not be fun. Yeah. So wait, who would put John Carter on the list? That means one of you has seen it and wants the other to see it. Ash has seen it. Okay. So that means... Resist this list. I know. <laughs> don't, don't do I it. I know. Tell Ash, maybe there are other options. <laughs> um, it, It'll probably happen when I make Ash watch something so terrible. So I imagine it will happen after I make Ash watch Netflix Death Note. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. that's That'll happen. That's a great after addition the to the podcast, but oh, no. <laughs> I know. It's always so bad. <laughs> uh, let's move on to number eight so I don't have to think about that <laughs> creepy CGI Death Note anymore. Um, Sandra Bullock, Don Cheadle, and Ludacris... Citizens with vastly separate lives collide when they have similar skin problems. <laughs> what, what movie is this? Well, you're not going to have a whole lot of time to think about it because here is number nine, Lizzie. A guy gives earrings to pigs on a train that never stops moving. I like this one a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, usually I'm like, this AI is terrible, but I would watch number nine. You know, kind of same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, number 10, which is the last one of this round. Hazel Grace Lancaster is a teenager who has terminal thyroid cancer and a terrible respiratory disease. All right, so Lizzie, you have been furiously scribbling. I think you've got some great answers here. Let's find out. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, Lizzie. I'm gonna say this to your face. I'm so disappointed in you that you've seen number one, even if it was in some rich girl's house and you had no control. On the bright side, because I've seen it, I can discuss it on my podcast. It's true. Number one, Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit is in love with an evil demon. I think it's, I'm going to say my best fiend. Oh, it is just fiends. Oh, fiends. Yeah, yeah okay. you had it, but okay. not quite. Um, and you know what? I respect you more for not knowing the exact title Thank of that you. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> Thank movie. Thank you. Yeah. Number two, dissatisfied with his job, Bill Murray decides to join the army for a bit of fun and ends up working as a dancer in an adult club. Um, Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> the answer on that one is actually strips. 
Instead of what movie? Instead stripes. Of stripes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, legit. <laughs> Number three. When a shopping mall is taken over by a gang of organized crooks, a man who is thoroughly a member of the police force must stop them. Uh, Paul Blart, all cop. Yes. All cop. All cop. All Blart. All the time. <laughs> oh, my God. All Blart. All, all Blart. <laughs> Number four, after being kicked out of the Playboy Mansion, a woman joins a sorority and installs a flexible tube for conveying a liquid. Hose mom? Oh, we're looking for hose bunny. Hose bunny. I thought it was house mom. I don't... It's close. Well, the role that she has is a house mother. It's true. But she formerly... She is a Playboy bunny. I have Mm. seen that movie. Great film. See if Ash has seen that one because y'all would have fun with that. Number it, that is the movie that installed my love for Emma Stone. Oh my God, that's the movie that made me think Anna Ferris can do anything. She's the funniest person on the planet. <laughs> I love her. She's, She's so funny. <laughs> Number five, literature student Anastasia Steele's life changes forever when she meets a handsome yet tormented scavenger left by her parents on Jakku. Uh, Fifty Shades of Ray. Yes, that's correct. correct. Number six, a bounty hunter and his prisoner find shelter in a cabin currently inhabited by more than seven nefarious characters wearing things on their heads. Hatful eight? (laughs) Yes. That is correct. I hate that movie. (laughs) The movie is terrible. The movie made me hateful of all eight of them. (laughs) Uh, Number seven, during World War II, the English mathematical genius Alan Turing Gets a fake leg. Pirate math. <laughs> uh, no, we're looking for the imitation gam. Oh, it's imitation game. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember yeah. the name of the movie. Yeah, but you know the the movie that the AI came up with, the imitation gam. Terrible. That's awful. Number eight. Sandra Bullock, Don Cheadle, and Ludacris, citizens with vastly separate lives, collide. When they have similar skin problems. <laughs> I only know Ludacris from Fast and Furious, so I said Fast and Pimples. <laughs> that is that is actually Furious with one letter subtracted as Pimples. Yes, that yes. is correct. <laughs> no, also, but, also, it has 16 letters. Uh, so the movie uh, that uh, it was working from was Crash. And oh, the movie that the it, worst movie in the world. Yeah, and the movie it came up with was just rash. Rash. Yeah. I mean, that movie will give you a rash. It will. It will give you hives, a rash, and it will make you throw I up. I apparently have blocked that movie out so much. <laughs> in fairness, I have blocked out everything that had Brendan Fraser. The Mummy, furry blocked vengeance. It out. I mean, the Mummy. Yeah, that is a Tom Cruise movie. D- <laughs> Don't side eye me like that. <laughs> I whole eyed you. <laughs> what about Furry Vengeance? Wait, what? Furry, it was like a kids movie with Brendan Fraser and all like the woodland animals just fucking attack him because he's clearing their land for land development. Okay, I would watch that. Okay, adding that to the list. Oh please, it's so greatly bad. Uh, Brendan Fraser's in Doom Patrol. He's is he really? He's the robot man. Oh, so we don't have to see his face. Oh, do we have to see his face? So he's uh, Cliff, Cliff Steele? Yeah. Oh. He's really good in that. Unless you hate Brendan Fraser. I don't like Brendan Fraser. I can't help you. But I haven't watched Doom Patrol yet, but I, I want to. I need to because I, I heard it's great. I don't love Doom Patrol, but as a critic, I can tell you that it's 
just not for me, but it is a good show. That's what I've heard. And that kind of weirdness is probably... that criticism makes sense. It does make okay. sense. Yeah. No, you don't have to love everything to right. respect that it's well made. It's kind of like when I tell how... people I don't like... I have not enjoyed anything Donny Cates has written, but I can tell you it's good. Yeah, no, no, I, that's I respect that. Uh, my bug is currently watching like season eighteen of Blue Bloods, and of course, you know I don't like it, but it's obviously a well-made show. Yeah, I mean, it has Tom Selleck's mustache and Donnie Wahlberg. It must be amazing. It's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> it must be but great. I mean, production value-wise, it's clearly superior to everything else on TV. Um, on a distracted <laughs> side note, because I have the fucking brain of a Why child. Why did you bring up furry vengeance on your because laptop? The poster oh, looks so bad. I think I should frame that. For Can we put the poster house? in the show notes? Yeah. We need to put a link <laughs> yeah. to that in the show notes. As an April Fool's joke, because people probably forget about it by then, let's just temporarily change our whole podcast profile picture to, to furry vengeance. Yes. <laughs> well, let's move on to number nine, which is going to be an amazing film when the AI gets this made. A guy gives earrings to pigs on a train that never stops moving. A snow pierce. Oh, you know what? That that would work. Um, also, uh, Sal Piercer. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a different. I was like, there's no pigs in Snowpiercer, but <laughs> I guess that's right. Um, number 10. Uh, Hazel Grace Lancaster is a teenager who has terminal thyroid cancer and a terrible respiratory disease. I don't know the answer, but the movie's fault in our stars. Yes. Um, should we just reveal it, Ross? Is it fall in our star? Like it's the fault in our SARS. SARS. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I forgot that that was a respiratory issue. What? What a, did a, a, your memory tell you it was? Though I thought it, I got it confused with the mint. Is it mint? The one that's a skin. There's a there's a psoriasis. No, <laughs> no. There's a there was a disease going around that was a a skin rash. It was like. And oh, leprosy. No. <laughs> that was going around just recently. <laughs> that was going around yeah. recently. Yeah. Um, it was, I forget what it's called. It starts with, it was, it's an abbreviation with an M. I don't know. Oh, MRSA. Yes. Yeah. The Stafford, yeah. MRSA. Oh, I can see how you do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Julia, what is the AI telling you that Lizzie's score is right now? After round three, we have a score of 1,400. Not as good as Marvel. But you're still sending us plenty on our way okay. to Space Cookout. Oh, so we indeed. have a chance to oh, still get to Cookout. Absolutely. Okay. We okay. We've got an excellent chance because we have one question left for you, Lizzie. Okay. But each correct answer is worth 100 points. And it's a top 10 question. Okay. So there are a thousand points possible okay. here. But you know what? If you get like, you know, 100 points, we're still really a lot closer to Space Cookout than we were when we started the day. Okay. You have already gotten us where we needed to go. It's good. It's all gravy from here. And hopefully it's all quesadillas after that. Here's your top 10 question. According to a report published by the World Tourism Organization, what were the 10 most visited countries in the world in 2018? We are looking for overall tourism numbers worldwide, the 10 most visited countries in the world for the calendar year 2018. Jules, where did you go in 2018? Uh oh, a great question. I don't know if I went anywhere snazzy in 2018. I uh, went to that, Dubuque, 
That is a, a big tourist destination. 2018 is when I graduated Tulsa. undergrad. So I think the only place I went to in the year I graduated was Topsail Beach. Topsail Beach. But uh, it was off season another, and it was cold as shit. Another country that is very, very popular. <laughs> uh, I went to um, Bat Cave. Yeah, that's was a, there a Batmobile that there's, took you there? There's no... There, you know, there is a, a city in North Carolina called Bat Cave. For real? That is true. It's eh. uh, it's just south of Asheville, between Asheville and Hendersonville. Okay, I buy that. I'm sure all of our listeners in Sweden are like, why are they talking about North Carolina geography? I came for the games. <laughs> um, I'm going to sidetrack this conversation and go back to... Sidebar. Yes. Yes. Um, we're talking about Ryan Reynolds, because... Let's the... talk about Ryan Reynolds. I'm yes. wearing a Green Lantern t-shirt. <laughs> so let's talk about Ryan Reynolds. Um, let's talk. Have you seen his newly directed commercial for his brand of gin? No, but I... It involves I the, was, Peloton. the Peloton. Woman. Yeah, I it's, was reading something about that today. I love that he just worked with it. It's so funny. It's like her in a bar with her two friends, and she just looks like she's seen some shit. And well, she has. She's seen a Peloton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like her friends are all drinking, and they like don't know how to interact with her because she's just glazed over and not doing anything. But she's like, this gin is really smooth. And they're like, uh-huh, go ahead and drink up. And she just like downs her whole martini. And then her friends are like, take mine too. And she's like, fuck yeah. So apparently uh, she will not talk shit about Peloton. She's like, I'm very grateful to them for the opportunity they've given my career. And I'm very grateful to Aviator Jen and Ryan Reynolds for for helping me out. Like, which I think is really classy. You know, you probably shouldn't talk shit she about a commercial you were NDA. in. Mm-hmm. She can't talk about how bad Peloton is. I imagine she's. Yeah. I, an I just way. thrived in all the tweets and the parodies of that Peloton ad. I found everyone so freaking funny. Well, kudos to Ryan Reynolds for not taking shit too seriously, mm -hmm. uh, which is, is evident by the fact that he was in Just Friends and Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. Um, just Friends. I actually rewatched Just Friends because it was on cable. Um, I don't know. Six weeks ago, please. Or you, we know you paid for pay per view on it. I did. I paid for. Uh, I, it was the thirty. I I wanted the director's cut, so it was the thirty nine ninety nine mm. uh, version with bloopers. With bloopers, yes. And a shirtless where, Ryan where, Reynolds scene. Well, actually, the bloopers are all just Ryan Reynolds saying, "Whoops, I'm in a fat suit." <laughs> oh, wait, that no, that's the movie. All right. Oh wait, that is the whole movie. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. No, all right. True. You feeling ready? Yes. All right. Try. Uh, what are your answers for the top 10 most visited countries in the world in 2018? I have the United States. Yes, that's number three. The United Kingdom. Number 10. Uh, France. Uh, number one. Uh, Germany. Um, number eight. Uh, the Republic of Ireland. Um, surprisingly, no. Okay. Uh, Dubai. Nope. Italy. Yes, number five. Uh, España. Um, yes, that's number two. Uh, Vatican City. Technically its own country. Mm, nah. Okay, well, I tried. Uh, and then Bahamas. Um, nope. All right, okay. so your answer is going bottom up. Uh, United Kingdom, you got that. Number nine is Thailand. Interesting. Eight is Germany. You got that one. Uh, seven was Turkey. Okay. Six, Mexico. Okay. Five, Italy. Number four is China. Three, United States, two, Spain, and number one, France. So you did pretty decent on that. Did very well. And Julia, what 
is Lizzie's final score today. Uh, we don't have to settle for settle for space Taco Bell because oh, we got an God. even two thousand points. Woo! Nicely done, my dear. I did my job. Yes. As always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer. So if you think it made a mistake, shoot us an email at triviaescapepod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at triviaescapepod. You can also just let us know what's happening on Earth. We're nowhere near it. If you've got an idea for a round or a piece of trivia that you're dying to share, we'd also love to hear from you. And if you want, you can ask one question. One question that's not a trivia question. You can ask for advice. You can just ask for some fact you've been dying to know from a stranger. We'll offer one question per week. And Lizzie, this week's one question comes from Tom McCudden. Mm -hmm. He is at Muskrat News on Twitter. And he asks, what's the most important issue you ever changed your mind about? Interesting. Um, I grew up in a pretty conservative home. So I feel like I flipped on just about everything. Um, I think the most important issue I've changed my mind on is probably healthcare. Um, my parents are st- my parents, my family, my extended family still kind of believe our healthcare system is fine the way it is. Um, I personally believe we should move towards a more universal healthcare or something that's similar kind of to what UK or Germany has. Um, pretty much became where I am on an issue just because of personal reasons, because I've seen what doesn't work. And I think a lot of disabled people have that same experience, even though I do have insurance through an employer and it just doesn't cover much of anything. So I think that's probably the biggest issue I've, I've flipped on, um, since just kind of living life and really that happened probably in college when, you know, you realize you pay for things and you learn the value of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Julia, what about you? What is the most important issue you have ever changed your mind about? See, this is why I've never won an argument in my life because I'm terrible at standing my ground on things because I understand all opinions and where people come from on things. So I'm like, oh, you're right. Oh, no, you're right. So I'm truly the worst person to have on a debate team. But through uh, my last class of the semester this week, we were assigned a debate topic, um, me and two other people. So I had to take the pro side and they had to take the con side. And the debate was um, whether or not you should cure old age. Like, just because we can doesn't mean should we. And uh, I just think it was very interesting to hear everyone give their input because at, at, it was supposed to be just us three but somehow the entire class got involved and everyone was on the con side and i was like assigned the pro side so i'm like trying to defend myself against like a 12 person lecture i'm like uh i don't know how to debate all your points when we talk about curing old age we're talking about like, euthanasia right do you mean like immortality or do you mean like like extending the lifespan oh i thought you meant like uh like calling oh my god look as somebody who's cruising towards old age i'm like bring it on just like (laughs) take that scythe out and chop my head off well see even you say you're approaching old age you're technically approaching young old age because now there is like technically a fourth age which is like old like hella old because people are living longer and longer it's true scientifically it is called hella old yes that is the scientific term for it i'm getting a phd i promise (laughs) 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 
um but yeah it was just very interesting to hear all of the economic factors but then i was trying to go from like a more emotional standpoint being like are you just gonna tell someone no like if they want a few more good years in them what do you do just say no and uh, just I, w- I went for more, like a more emotional approach of like the grandmother effect, how children in a household uh, achieve better developmental outcomes when they have more than one generation of family in the home. So if they have a grandmother, even a great grandmother, all sharing their advice and helping raise the child, there are significantly de- better developmental outcomes. Well, I want to talk about the grandmother effect, though, because yes. uh, as as you know, I am a college professor and we have just passed sort of the end of the semester. And I can confirm for you that all grandparents have now died. They all die at the busiest times of the semester. Students' grandparents die at amazing rates oh, uh, when the I workload see your point goes now. up. Uh, so, yes, every grandparent ever has has passed away. They're all dead. By the time uh, their oldest grandchild is a college sophomore. <laughs> Yeah, they're all deceased. I'm sorry. So, you know, I respect the research, but yeah, no, those grandparents have been called and it is by their professors assigning them work. Oh, my God. That's what killed them. That was the final nail in the coffin. I want to see the research on that. Show me empirical backings. I could probably introduce you to a number of people who've experienced terrible losses recently. Mm. You know, I'd buy it. I'd buy it. Of course, this natural epidemic called a... Fine. I, I can't even think of a stupid name for it. Actually, no, I have to be fair. Uh, I used to get that excuse a lot when I first started teaching, but people have backed off of it. I think the internet has helped them see, oh, it's a common excuse. So it doesn't get used anymore. Yeah, I I remember seeing one was like someone used that excuse. And then the professor was like, I'm sorry, this is your sixth grandparent who's died. <laughs> How many do you have? <laughs> how, how is this possible? Also, talk about like a kid who cried wolf. <laughs> right? Like your grandparent like actually dies. You're just like, well, you already ran out of four. <laughs> you, you've been through this. You'll be fine. Uh, well, the most important issue that I have ever changed my mind on, I swung hard on this one briefs to boxers all right so uh lizzie we know that you are ready to get back into your pod but before you go will you tell us a little bit about what you've got coming up uh over the podcast and other projects that you're working on that you're super excited about sure um obviously why am i watching this is is still going strong uh i also write a lot over at but why though podcast.com um, I edit there as well, and I do social media coordinating. So most of the tweets you see go out from the But Why Though account are written by me. Um, also, I'm really excited. Uh, I have I will be covering South by Southwest Film Festival for them. Uh, I have press credentials, so I'll be in Austin in March. So that's really exciting for 2020. Um, I'm so excited for that. I think I, I got that announcement. And like, I just started, I was like, I'm going to throw up. Like I pulled like a Chandler Bing. I was like, I'm so excited. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. (laughs) It's Um, better than pulling a Ross Geller. It's just true. (laughs) Anything's better. Um, But so yeah, that's, that's kind of going on for me. Um, I think upcoming, just continuing my regular, everything from movies to comics to TV reviews. So, and then occasional think pieces here and there when I moved by something 
Awesome. Well, you are one of my favorite critics on the internet, so Thank I can't you. wait to see what you've got in the pipeline and, appreciate that. and are publishing and soon. And I will definitely look into your podcast because that sounds like something I would very much enjoy. I appreciate that. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, Jules, what do you got coming up? Uh, coming up, nothing super specific, just always ready online to uh, answer tarot card questions if anybody has anything of interest to ask Tall Sunflower Tarot on Facebook or Instagram. And I also sell jewelry now that the holidays are coming up. If y'all want some great gemstone bracelets, uh, go ahead and look at my shop function or message me if uh you want a specific color a specific stone and it doesn't happen to be logged online i'm sure i have it somewhere in the depths of my closet cool i want to give a shout out to our episode 14 guest mermaid because after we recorded our podcast with her i asked if she would custom make some scarves as thank you gifts for friends who have put me up in my recent travels and they came and they are gorgeous and she made them in exactly the colors i had asked for and oh my god she does such amazing work um so hopefully she'll have a, a url that we can send you to oh soon. she does she has an oh. Etsy page now um go to naughty but nice but like k-n-o-t-t-y naughty but nice Awesome. Um, also, you can catch me and Julia at Linda's Bar and Grill on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. for some live trivia. We also are now booking private shows for January and February. Our mm -hmm. schedule finally is is going to let up because we have done a million private trivias between the two of us recently. And if you're just not tired of us at all and you want more and more of us. So, yeah. Uh, and you can check us out on TriviaEscapePod.com if you want to figure out how you can book your own private trivia show. Oh, um, also, if anybody wants to, in addition, tweet at us a question to ask our next guest, but also... Tweet us your favorite Tinder bios, whether it be yours that you're proud of or just the weirdest one that you've come across in swiping. Yes, Julia wants to be catfished. <laughs> <laughs> I just really love how stupid Tinder bios can be. So I thrive on seeing as many as I can. Well, Lizzie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. We're going to get you through the airlock and back onto your pod. And Julia, it looks like that's all the oxygen we've got for this week. Let's head back into stasis. Cook out. Good night. Woot.